Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the Brooklyn Bunker. Folks, it has been, I don't even know how many days it has been since the insurrection at this point. January was a year. We are now moseying on into April, and there has been no movement by Merrick Garland's Department of Justice. Um... Today, we're going to get a refresher from our friend Glenn Kirshner. Where things stand right now, two weeks after Congress uh, sent (laughs) a memo, right, to the court in California saying, oh, yeah, there's definitely enough evidence here for us to, you know, go after criminal charges for Donald Trump and John Eastman comes on the heels of learning about Ginny Thomas, wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, and the fact that, you know, not only did she attend the insurrection, but now uh, it is also found that she funded the insurrection by paying for buses um, to go to the Capitol building. So essentially paying for those people to come up to D.C. and storm the Capitol building Because they believed in election fraud, which leads me to believe that Clarence Thomas, a sitting Supreme Court justice, also believes that there was election fraud, even though every single report is to the contrary. Clarence Thomas hasn't been asked to recuse himself. Clarence Thomas hasn't been investigated. And so far, neither has Ginny Thomas. How did we learn about The fact that she was at the insurrection, oh, I don't know, because of, by her own volition, she was doing an interview for the Washington Beacon, right? I don't understand how these people who are at the top echelons 
of our government and our society have gone unscathed. But then I answer, right, my own question with the description. If you are attached to power and to wealth and to whiteness, you get off scot-free. I'm sitting here and I was thinking, right, um, and, and I've been making this, uh, this equation, right. Put, putting this equation together in my head because everyone says like, oh, we need to have accountability and justice will prevail and all of these things. Right. Sitting and thinking to myself again, Jesse Smollett actor who was just released, um, waiting on appeal for his sentencing for lying to police back in 2018 or 2019, was sentenced to 150 days in jail for lying to police, who we know lie all the fucking time to the public. They lie about unarmed people, unarmed black people that they kill. They lie about evidence that they did not find, but then want to make sure that their buddies get off scot-free or they can put together a character assassination, right? so that no one delves into the report, the police reporting, so they're allowed to lie. And again, there's no responsibility had whatsoever. And then you have members of Congress who have lied. They've lied about their involvement. They are pleading the fifth. They are doing whatever it is that they need to do in order to cover up their tracks and no prison time, no indictment, no even open investigation. Because to me, right, like go back to Donald Trump in Ukraine. What did he want from Zelensky back in 2019? He wanted Zelensky to open up an investigation into Hunter Biden because he wanted the appearance that there was wrongdoing. Because all Donald Trump understood to be true about media and how it works is that it doesn't matter if it's actually the truth. It matters what appears like it is happening, right? So again, if you are using the Republican savvy, right, for the better for the betterment of, oh, I don't know, pursuing justice, then why wouldn't our Department of Justice be opening up investigations into everyone that was in and around the insurrection? So whether it is Josh Hawley that gave his fist of support and also apparently gave tours right, of the Capitol building, whether it's Marjorie Taylor Greene, whether it's Ginny Thomas, why aren't these people, why isn't there an open investigation? Because we are trying to pursue justice and get to the bottom of exactly what it is that happened on January 6th, who knew about it and from when. Glenn is going to tell us that, you know what, Danielle, he says, there's more than enough evidence there's more than enough evidence to indict. And at this stage in the game, I can't even come up with a reason as to why we are still in the position that we're in, which is stalled. Other than the fact that Merrick Garland, like Joe Biden, like the rest of Democrats, have no fucking spine. Right? Have no desire to ruffle anybody's feathers. And they believe that ignoring the problem is how it goes away, as opposed to dealing with it. Folks, we are in terrible shape. 
we are in terrible shape as a nation as we profess to you know want to uphold democracy around the world while ours is crumbling we are in trouble in so many different ways and you know, I wish that I could press fast forward. I wish that this was like a Netflix show or Hulu or whatever fucking streaming platform where I could just press forward and know whether or not we get a Hollywood ending, whether or not those of us who have watched how our justice system arbitrarily chooses who is innocent and who is not based on what? their complexion and their bank account. We've watched as politicians now at the state level are rolling out some of the most egregious abortion laws that we've ever seen that don't even, that don't even make room for the health or well-being of a child, right? Or for the mother in cases of rape, incest, nothing. You're having that baby, regardless of what position you are in, you are being forced into labor. Climate change, the lack of police reform, no voting rights. But yet, this administration wants to congratulate itself on passing an anti-lynching bill, which should have been passed 50 years ago. It wasn't. Um, Resigning the Violence Against Women Act, which is great, but not allowing women to have abortions is also violence, right? But we're not, let's not talk about that. So you're doing all of these low-hanging fruit, like things that look good or sound good, but don't actually have any teeth to them. Put Maya Angelou on a coin, Harriet Tubman on a bill. Juneteenth is a federal holiday. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is telling his supporters to lay down their lives to stop critical race theory, which isn't happening. And because Democrats didn't have a defense for the pushback in Virginia on critical race theory, we know, and Donald Trump knows, and Republican knows, it doesn't matter if it's true. It just matters if you can fucking sell it. So folks, we are at a place in our politics, in our quest for justice, on our march for the perfecting of this union. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I don't see it going well. And I don't know what this means. I don't even care about Democrats right now. I don't know what it means for us. I am really, really incredibly worried about America. Like staying up at night worried about America. Because the people that are supposed to be in charge of our well-being are not. The people that are supposed to care, right, and protect our rights are not. There is now, the, the latest is a, is a law to, to what? 
persecute people who travel out of state in order to seek an abortion. So meaning that in this democracy that we supposedly live in, there's actually no freedom of movement for women or people with uteruses. Because this is China and we can dictate people's movements, right? And, and, and threaten them with persecution. There's no pushback at the federal level from this. We have no mention whatsoever of all of the harms that Republicans are doing at the state and at the federal level. So I'm sitting around waiting for justice to prevail from the Department of Justice as it pertains to the insurrection. And I'm like, but there's no desire. I think that we're the only people left who actually give a damn. And so what does that say? You know, folks, I, I really hope that this coming weekend, um, that you take a deep break, that you take a break from all of this, turn off the news, turn off Twitter, you know, go enjoy the birth of spring, go see some tulips, some, you know, burgeoning of, of tree bulbs. Like, I don't know, but take a break from all of this painstaking, heartbreaking, nonsense. Because I, I find that I feel crazy these days even more so because I keep trying to make sense out of things that just plainly don't make sense anymore. They just don't make sense. You can tell me why Democrats have an action. You can tell me why they want to throw progressives under the bus as opposed to the conservatives that are the ones that are stopping the Biden agenda. You can tell me all of these things, but it just doesn't make sense. And so I'm left wondering, you know, what the next couple of months look like when the Supreme Court lays out all of their decisions that are essentially going to change the landscape of America for the worse. I, I am deeply concerned. And so I ask all of you to take a break you know, send, send us in the comments section, like, what are you doing? What are your plans for joy? What is your plan for happiness? Like, are you going to go visit grandkids or you go into a park, you going on a walk, you go into a concert, whatever it is, share it, share your joy so that we can marinate in something other than the bullshit that is happening right now. Folks, coming up next, our friend Glenn Kirshner, MSNBC legal analyst and host of Justice Matters, will walk us through the latest and greatest in legal news. Folks, you know that when I have the opportunity to speak with our friend, MSNBC legal analyst and the host of Justice Matters, Glenn Kirshner, I am always overwhelmed um, and excited to delve into the latest legal news um, because we're sitting around wondering, waiting, is the Department of Justice in operation? Is it working? Um, so Glenn, where are we? Where do you see things right now? Um, we, we last spoke a couple of weeks ago. Um, we, we heard about the House Commission and their pronouncement in court about the possibility of there being criminal charges. We've kind of left it there. So let's pick up from there, which was two weeks ago. One would think it would have been bigger news, but then, you know, Europe went to war. So where are we right right now in terms of 
the gathering phase and thinking that the Department of Justice is going to begin to move on the higher ring of the insurrectionists? Yeah, it, it was pretty interesting when Congress um, filed a, a brief in court right, saying that mm -hmm. there's ample evidence to charge Donald Trump with a number of crimes. You know, that at least um, we now see two of the co-equal branches of government going on record as saying Donald Trump committed all sorts of crimes and should be held accountable. Congress has now said that in a formal legal filing. And the federal judges have been virtually screaming it from the rooftops, saying things like, as Judge Mehta said, um, Donald Trump's conduct on January 6th was the very essence of a conspiracy, Judge Mehta's word. The problem is, it is the third branch of government that has the power to prosecute, the executive branch mm -hmm. through the Department of Justice. They've been prosecuting, but they haven't been working their way up the criminal ladder as quickly as we would like them to. Um, there have been some important developments, Danielle, since we last spoke. Guy Reffitt was convicted, not only convicted on all counts, he was convicted on all counts by the jury in record time. Lest anybody make the argument, and I try to shoot it down every time I see it, that we can never impanel a fair and impartial jury to try these quasi-political cases. Um, we can. And the Department of Justice just did. Because in less than four hours, a jury convicted Guy Reffitt of all counts, including obstructing the congressional count of the electoral vote. Um, and the, the most important takeaway from that is Guy Reffitt didn't even make his way into the Capitol that day. And yet mm -hmm. he was convicted of obstructing the congressional count of the electoral vote. Now we see on the heels of that, the Department of Justice uh, indicting Enrique Tario, who wasn't mm -hmm, even in mm -hmm, D.C. Mm -hmm. on the yep. day of the insurrection. So Merrick Garland, at least, is making good on his promise to charge people whether they were at the Capitol that day or not. Enrique Tario was not even in the city that day. He's been charged. And I think even more importantly, there's a Tario development that I'm hoping is a sign of things to come. Because in a 20-page motion for detention, they want to keep Tario jailed pending trial. The prosecutors quote, Donald Trump's come to D.C. on January 6th will be wild tweet as the motivator. The day after he sent that tweet, the Proud Boys mobilized. Here's what is coming into full focus for me, Danielle. Mm -hmm. We see a Donald Trump conspiracy in three steps or in three acts. If we go back to September 29th, the debate with Joe Biden, that was the day Donald Trump Act, uh, uh, um, recruited the Proud Boys. He mm -hmm. said, Proud Boys, stand back and, and stand, stand by. by. That's mm -hmm. Act One. Yep. On December 19th, he activated the Proud Boys and set the date of the attack. Come to D.C., January 6th will be it's wild. It's going to be wild. Mm -hmm. On January 6th, he deployed the Proud Boys, go to the Capitol, stop what's going on in the building, fight like hell or you won't have a country anymore. That's a conspiracy indictment in three acts that writes itself against Donald Trump, Danielle. And I've been, I was on with Zerlina the other night mm -hmm. laying out this timeline and what I think is compelling evidence of Donald Trump's culpability for the crime of seditious conspiracy and inciting an insurrection. I still believe DOJ is going to get there. They're not going to get there quickly enough. And, and 
the reason I say they're not getting there quickly enough is because Donald Trump had another one of his hate rallies last week mm -hmm. where he endangered the lives of our nation's teachers by telling his supporters, you need to lay down your lives, Donald Trump's words, to fight critical race theory being taught in our schools, which it really isn't, and frankly, it should be. But um, he's endangering teachers because think about it. When he said, you have to go to the Capitol and fight like hell or you won't have a country anymore, look at what his supporters did. Now he says, you have to lay down your lives to fight critical race theory or you won't have a country anymore. What do we expect his supporters to do behind that directive? So yeah. that's why I say not quickly enough because Donald Trump needs to be neutralized as the threat to the nation that he is. You know, Glenn, it, it, what's frustrating to me, and I think that many listeners as well, is the fact that Dan Donald Trump is a present threat, right? That there has been no time since he has left office where he has opened up his mouth and has not put people at risk. Whether he's talking about COVID, whether he is, you know, three weeks before the invasion in U the Ukraine, he is, you know, applauding Vladimir Putin, right, a in uh, as the kind of leader that this country needs, um, and now attacking teachers. I mean, none of this is new. My thing, though, is is this: when you st Act One has been something that has not been addressed publicly for quite some time that you laid out. Act one, when Donald Trump, when all of us were watching the debate and aghast because everyone could see very clearly what that was, right? Stand back and stand by. I don't need a, a criminal degree, right? Uh, to understand what it was that Donald Trump was signaling, except I keep being, I keep being told, right? That you know, we, we have to be judicious about this. We have to, you know, be able to show evidence. We have to do all of these things. And I'm saying, Glenn, how is Donald Trump in his own words on videotape at rallies, at debates, not enough to move forward? How is it that I continue to hear that? Well, we have to, we have to be able to explain intent as if a jury of 12 people are, are that aloof that they would have no idea what John, Donald Trump is directing people to do when he is very clear at the debate and at rallies up until last week about what he wants his supporters to do. So tell me, what is, what is, what is the magic? What's the magic binder of intent that I'm waiting for here? Uh, I, I can't answer that question because we have enough evidence to move forward. We have had enough evidence to move forward for a very long time, Danielle. The fact that we're not, it's its part of DOJ's culture, unfortunately, um, to be too circumspect, to be timid at times, to fear doing something that is unprecedented. There's one thing that prosecutors, federal prosecutors hate, it's to take a maiden legal voyage where something has never been done before because they don't like to lose, they don't like to be criticized. And unfortunately, that creates a culture of hesitation. Um, and you know what, what I can only assume, because intent is not an issue here. Mm -hmm. When Bill Barr, out on his reputation Book rehabilitation tour. tour, says, I told Donald Trump, and I'm going to use Bill Barr's term, even though I'm, I'm sorry to see that uh, media outlets are giving him voice. I really am sorry to see that. But what he's been saying is, I, I told Donald Trump to his face 
that his claims of election fraud were, quote, B.S. And after that, Donald Trump continued to lie about election fraud. So you can prove his criminal intent in your sleep. So I, I get so tired of the naysayers. Oh, intent is so hard to prove. No, it's not. I did it for 30 years with far less evidence than we have against Donald Trump. The only thing I can, th there's no logical explanation. Right. You know, I told my juries yes. for 30 years, I told, I told my juries for 30 years, Danielle, ladies and gentlemen, don't fall into the trap of trying to make the defendant's crimes make, make sense. sense. Right. Because if we had to prove they made sense, nobody would ever be convicted because crime mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense that DOJ is waiting this long and putting our nation at risk. The only thing I can think of is that they are looking to drop an enormous conspiracy indictment on everybody so in part they can do what what we call a coordinated takedown the one thing i will say is prosecutors if you're dealing with a huge gang investigation and i've, I've handled cases like that you need to time a coordinated takedown because if you arrest one person then the other 10 or 12 or 50 people are going to scatter they're going to flee they're going to destroy evidence they're going to go after witnesses they're going to warn their co-conspirators co they're going to so you try to do it all at once. Maybe that's what DOJ is waiting to do. They're going to drop the hammer on everybody all at once, do a coordinated takedown with coordinated search warrants, and then we're going to have a big old conspiracy case in court. I don't know that I even buy that. It's right. not a sufficient explanation, but it is one possibility. You know, here's my other question, too. How many books have come out of the Trump administration, right? Like how many people have denied subpoenas, have, you know, withheld information so that they can make a buck? Right now, Bill Barr's book is number one for New York Times nonfiction, right? And Bill Barr knew exactly what he was doing. I'm going to sell my secrets, my thoughts to the highest bidder, make a couple of mil million off of it and be on my way, right? Because the Department of Justice isn't doing anything. He knows good goddamn well that they have enough evidence to do anything. So how is it that Bill Barr, a man who stood up before the American people, lied about the contents of the Mueller report, then was able to capitalize on his lies that he did being Trump's personal lawyer, is able to do a book, not be indicted, not be investigated. How does this happen, Glenn? I don't know, but the only thing lower than Bill Barr's credibility is Bill Barr's self-respect. I mean, lower than whale droppings, because Bill Barr actually said in one of these interviews, Donald Trump was unhinged and dangerous, and I'd vote for him again. So you can't explain a human being like that nor can you, ex other than all you care about is money and power and building the theocracy you always wanted to build in the federal government. Um, what I can't explain though is, is the Department of Justice's inaction, presently inaction, um, regarding all of it, all of the crimes that we've seen. I don't, I don't understand, you know, if you fail to hold criminal politicians, leaders of the country accountable for their crimes, you know what you get? Hmm. You get Vladimir Putin mm -hmm. because he's committed crimes, including against his own people. 
and the machinery of his government will not hold him accountable because he's a dictator and an autocrat and a murderous thug. And that is where things lead. If you don't hold Donald Trump accountable, we're going to go the same way. It, it, it couldn't be more obvious. So at some point, DOJ is going to have to step up. I still believe they will, but I thought they would a year ago. And, you know, I keep being told that, you know, the Department of Justice is not operating on the midterm election, you know, calendar, right? That although the rest of us are looking around and saying, I, I'm not quite sure what uh, Democrats are running on because it cannot be law and order because you haven't done anything right to preserve law and order or to reinstall it, frankly, uh, in, in this country. And so, you know, is your feeling that if Republicans, which is more, more likely than not take over the, the take over Congress, take back the house and the Senate, that if we didn't get things done at this time, by the Department of Justice within the next eight months, is your feeling that oh well we have two years left? Is that is that the is that the upside that oh okay well we didn't get it done in time for November twenty twenty two, but we have until I guess November twenty twenty four. Like is that is that the feeling? Yeah. So, so first of all, the Department of Justice does not operate on a political calendar. Um, it doesn't do business by upcoming elections, and that's the way it should be. Uh, what I and I happen to believe the Dems are going to hold the House. I'm sorry, but that's the way I felt. I feel um, I could be wrong. Um, lots of political pundits and experts believe the Republicans will win the House. If the Republicans win the House, technically, the Department of Justice will still be headed up by a Democratic appointee, whether Garland or if Biden makes a change, somebody else. So the Department of Justice, in theory, will continue to grind on and indict people and prosecute cases. But if the House is controlled by Republicans, they can make so much nefarious mischief mm -hmm. in the Department of Justice by holding frivolous or even worse, nefarious oversight hearings carpet bombing the Department of Justice with congressional subpoenas. And then, as Newt Gingrich promised us all, they will find reasons to say, oh, all of these Democrats did not adequately comply with our congressional subpoenas, lock them up using mm -hmm. the power of inherent contempt that Congress has, that the Supreme Court has said is lawful, but that the Dems refuse to use presently. Newt Gingrich went on TV and said, oh, the J6 committee members will find themselves locked up. I assume he was talking to, uh, talking about the power of um, inherent contempt that Congress has, because the Department of Justice is not gonna lock them up because it'll, it'll still be controlled by a Democrat. So, um, in theory, in theory, DOJ will have until 2024. In reality, things may come to a grinding halt, courtesy of a nefarious Republican-controlled Congress. I, you know, Glenn, I, I, I try each and every week that we have the opportunity to talk to offer people some hope to say that like all is not lost, that we should be, you know, God willing, pleasantly surprised in the next couple of months. 
Um, but even, even the news of the wife of a sitting Supreme court member being at the insurrection, the fact that she funded buses, right? Like the, these are things that are coming out because I've said from the beginning, follow the money, right? You'll know exactly who was supporting what, when, like follow the money. If the department of justice in a week can seize all of the, the finances of Russian oligarchs, and you're telling me that I'm sitting around and it's just supposed to be normal that a Supreme court justice is a spouse it is a part of trying to overthrow the government and we're all just supposed to look the other way. That's okay. I, I you know, I, I don't know how you keep faith, but I have to tell you that mine has as sorely weighed. Um, and, and I don't know if, if even Biden would replace Merrick Garland, who I believe should be replaced with by virtue of inaction at this point, um, if that would even matter. But I last question for you is just, you know, what are you what are you paying attention to in the in the coming weeks as it pertains to this news around Ginny Thomas, around others that were not at the insurrection, but they're being indicted, other people that we knew were there or funded? What what are you paying attention to? So, you know, I, I read the evidence that I see publicly reported and I try to assess how I would do things if I were involved in the, the criminal investigation and the prosecution. Um, of course, many of my predictions have proven to be um, inaccurate at the end of the day, because even though I saw enough evidence to proceed, and I would have proceeded and indicted and prosecuted people, DOJ is not doing it on the timetable I would expect them to. So it, it's hard for me to make predictions based on the reliable evidence because it doesn't seem like DOJ is doing business as usual or as it should, in my opinion. You mentioned Ukraine. It does seem like we are doing a better job protecting Ukraine than we are protecting America. Um, but here's one thing that I guess is in the news today, and I'm going to keep an eye on it. You know, Bannon was in court yesterday. Um, continuing to try to make good on his threat that his criminal trial will be the misdemeanor from hell because he's got all these ridiculous lawyers making all kinds of outrageous claims. And the judge, Judge Nichols, handled the hearing yesterday and ruled in favor of Bannon on some issues, in favor of the government on the prosecution on some issues, which is entirely normal for these kind of pretrial motions. But Here's what I think you're going to see, and I'll make another prediction. We'll see if it pans out. You know, prosecutors never go to trial in a one-charge standalone case if they can bring other charges that are properly brought in one indictment together with that one standalone charge, contempt of Congress. I think in fairly short order, you're going to see a conspiracy indictment brought at least against the Bannons and the Roger Stones. And, you know, Enrique Tario was Roger Stone's right-hand man. And I have a feeling the next stop up the sort of command structure of the insurrection will be the Bannons and the Stones and perhaps some others. I, I suspect because we have a July trial date in the Bannon contempt of Congress case, we're go that, that is not going to be a, a trial date proper it's probably going to be converted into a status hearing once the government starts returning larger conspiracy indictments against Bannon and others. I actually think that July trial date 
gives DOJ a de facto hard deadline to start bringing some of these other conspiracy charges. So that's kind of the big picture thing that I'm, I'm looking at and I'm banking on. And I also think the public hearings that the House Select Committee has promised us this summer will also be an opportunity to kind of move the needle with respect to both public opinion and DOJ action. Because once we see all of these crimes proved to us mm-hmm. through the testimony of the witnesses that the House Select Committee has thus far been listening to behind closed doors, I think that will also be a, a potential blockbuster moment. We will see, Glenn. We will see. Thank you so much, as always, for making time and trying to make sense out of criminal nonsense. We appreciate you all the time. Thanks, Danielle. That is it for me today here on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.